Welcome to the Power Lunch Live podcast, every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, live in the Morning Motivation and Guy Who Knows a Guy Facebook groups. I bring together up to four interesting people. It's like we're meeting at a cafe for lunch. Each guest brings a topic to share, and we let the conversation flow. We never know who will show up, and we never know what fascinating direction the conversation will go. Let's meet our lunch guests. All right, welcome everyone to our first ever Power Lunch Live podcast. Uh, we're going to go around the room in a moment, introducing our guests. But for those of you not familiar with the format, which is probably everyone, because this is our first one, I bring together four people who I've met through my networking. Some of them I've talked to before. Some of them I'm actually meeting for the first time. And it's basically like Power Lunch. We're going to a cafe, and I'm, I'm introducing a bunch of interesting people to each other and to you, the audience, all at the same time. And I don't know where this conversation is going to go, but I expect it to be fun and interesting, and I'm probably going to learn something and you probably are too. So let's start with introductions. We'll go around the room. Um, we'll start with uh, Sally. Take us, take a minute or so and tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Sally Gimmon. I am a full-time real estate investor in notes and tax deeds, and I teach a mastermind in my uh, real estate group called Infinite Banking. The secret of the rich is for everyone. Real quick, uh, starting a, poli- a 34-year-old person starting a policy with $500 a month, will pay off over almost $300,000, home, two cars, $11,000 in credit card debt in eight years and 11 months, and then start recycling their money over again. Too many Americans are in debt, and that's why I appreciate Michael uh, bringing me on here. So thank you. All right. Well, great. Thank you. I I know a bit about that infinite banking thing, and that's certainly um, uh, anyone wants to talk to her afterwards, it's definitely worth uh, diving into because it's it's one of those things that when you first learn about it, you're like, wait, who, the, what, and the how, and the insurance, what? Um, but once you get into it, it really is a very powerful tool. Uh, next, we have Zach. Awesome. Hello, Michael and everyone. Thank you for having me on here. My name is Zach. I'm a Galactic Soul, uh, Galactic Soul Activator, and I help women that are going through tense transition through the underground world so they can recognize the truth of who they are in a bold, fierce, unstoppable way. And typically, women get to learn how to work with energy, what's their energy, the energy they're allowing in, and really activating themselves to recognize their own divinity, their own, their own authenticity, and to really stand in their truth with confidence. So that's what I do. All right. Thank you. That's that's really cool. All right. Sly, you're up next. Good Lord. Infinite banking, galactic soul, divine activation. Good Lord. This is great. Thank you for putting this together, Michael. My name is Sylvain Haché, and I can't wait to see what Elena is going to talk about. Sylvain Haché, you can call me Sly if you don't speak French, because it's a lot easier. The thing is, in a nutshell, I used to stutter pretty much like you see like in the King's Speech, if you've seen that movie. And I watched it just a, the, recently, like a week ago. And I turned into a public speaking coach, like the guy who was teaching the actual King on how to not stutter. So this movie was particularly emotional for me. And I believe we can tie it into real estate, infinite banking, influence, power, and wealth. And we can tie it in as well to activating forces inside of you to have bigger impact in the world. So let's try to put this together. This is great. I'm here to learn, help, and network and grow. Thanks. All right. Awesome. And last but not least, we have Elena. Is it Pastor or Pastori? Pastori. Pastori. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Elena. I am a leadership and career coach. 
I work with people of all ages, whether it be as individuals, as groups, as teams, and I really enable them to enhance their leadership impact. I do that by resume writing, skill development, strengths building, and helping people really get on a path to having the most empowering and fulfilling professional life, which also pours into your personal life. So all right, yeah, that's the both worlds there. And I'm really excited to chat with everyone today. Very good. Excited to have you here. Excited to have you all here. I love the reason I like this concept is one, it fits into my my um, serendipitous nature, and and just the you know very few shows would have this diverse group of people together. But I think I see a lot of synergies already. Um, and each each of our guests has sent in a topic they want to kick off, which will kind of start from there. And as I've told our guests, we may go in depth in each topic. We may go on one topic, and that may fill the whole hour. Who knows what's going to happen? We're just going to kind of let it flow. Um, but uh, the, the first one by Random Happenstance, who has a topic to share with us, is Sly. And the topic that he brought in is public speaking, ethical influence, and making your message come to life. So Sly, give us a two or three minutes um, introduction to the topic, and then we'll kick it around. Yeah, let me frame it. So since I just asked where this will be broadcast, one of the groups would be morning motivation. So let's frame it for morning motivation. Let's take a guy who has hopes and dreams, right? He wants to be a speaker, wants to start a business. The person wants to be a leadership like one of Elena's clients. The person wants to be in real estate and, you know, build an empire like Grant Cardone, whatever it is. Or the person wants, you know, a lot of people in the, in the spirituality field want, they see themselves as, uh, coaching and helping the world and making you know videos and having a brand and then selling coaching so let's take the morning motivation guy who has all these dreams and hopes but he can't for the life of him start the damn camera and shoot his first live or he can't bring himself to actually sell on an upsell page after the people downloaded his lead magnet or whatever it is so the person is there and he's taking a walk in the morning. And in the morning, he's secretly thinking to himself, well, who am I to speak to them? Secretly feeling like he's somewhat of an imposter. A lot of things I see in leaders, some people like you would see from the outside, they're really, really like, you know, admired. But in deep one-on-one -on -one coaching settings, they kind of say, you know, I hope people don't find out I'm just making stuff up as I go. So this secret pull of inside, so this guy, let's take, uh, let's call him John, who is, you know, more than motivation guy. Walking in the morning. What you do, John, the first thing you do is you start by reverse engineering the vision. So you go from the vision of you being on stage, being, doing this, doing that, and then you start to see, okay, what did I do to get there? Well, that was easy. What did I do to get there? That was easy. And then you start back, 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 back. When you get to that morning, when you're taking your walk outside and you don't feel like you're good enough to go out there and speak, remember that keep going back to the past maybe six, seven, eight, ten, twenty 20 years of your life and let your mind coagulate all the experiences where you have gone through something where you felt like you couldn't do it and then you did. And then you build that momentum from 20 years forward. And when you, in an instant, taking a walk in the morning and your morning motivation, instead of, you know, jumping up and down and trying to prime yourself up, go from a real sense of actually remembering things you've gone through. 
Okay. So you thought you couldn't do X thing, you did it. And then X thing, and then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute. So that first thing standing in front of me, that is the next step to getting to my big goal. Well, I can do that little thing, do it. Next morning, you get an email from Michael, a little bit of motivation again. So what's the next thing today? Just tackle one little thing at a time, but make sure at this time of year, it's aligned with your long-term aspiration so that every one of these little jumps in the morning, little things you do, make a domino effect, leading you to that big goal that you have and always keep that North Star right front and center. So that's for the morning motivation guy. I love it. First off, always a great technique to flatter the host. Um, good strategy for anyone watching who wants to know how to always get invited back. Uh, but you know, I, I love that concept. Uh, and it's all about when I, when I coach people, the first thing I teach them is what do you want? You know, what's that, what's that North star? What's the goal? Cause so often we fixate on, on where we're stuck and what the problem is in front of us. And we forget that, uh, you know, so you're working on the problem, you're working on the problem and you're still in the problem because that's all you're doing. And so slide as, as dead on, um, so would anyone else like to, anyone else wants to jump in and share their thoughts or just spring up? I 100% agree. Your mindset, the six inches between your brain is the most important part of your business. It's going to make or break how you do business. So I do like how he tied it into money, um, morning miracle and everything else because it, it does matter what you think of yourself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Can I speak, Michael? I don't know how it kind of works. It's so true. It is mindset, but mindset sometimes doesn't always work for us too. And that's where I found uh, when I had to go beyond the mindset because I was, I came out of a deep depression and it was interesting because I worked with my mind without even realizing I was working with my mind. And the best thing that I found I did unconsciously was do a mind dump. So every day I would wake up and just dump everything that was in my mind on paper. And then from that point on, it didn't matter if it was negative, it didn't matter if it was positive, everything's same, same. In my in my new world right now, everything is neutral. There's no good, there's no bad, everything's same, same. So when you're dumping all this information on paper, you're kind of looking at it and saying, okay, where is this coming from? And then it's almost like you're building that sense of problem. So that's not even me. That's not even how I think about myself. That's not even how I see myself. So where is this truly coming from? And then that's when you start looking at yourself with a different perspective and saying, you know what, I am confident i can get on stage i can do this i'm letting go of whatever this noise is so i found when i work with a lot of my clients they a lot of them didn't know what they wanted because they were always like you said focusing on the problem and i think the biggest problem is for people that's that are coming up their problem is is that they don't know what they want but they get so confused in the unknown world of well how about if it doesn't happen or how about if i can't have it or how about if i'm alone so I love the reverse engineering, like you said, Sly, because I think life is all about a reverse engineering from leadership to making more money to awakening to a different uh, aspect of your life. So I love all this. Yeah, so for me and um, the people that I work with, as you both said, mindset is everything and it is so important. A lot of the things, at least with people's careers, is a lot of them feel stuck or don't know what to do next. But a lot of it is not that they necessarily have no clue, they just think they can't, or they're looking for permission mm -hmm. or for validation. 
but they don't know that. They think they have a career path issue, but what it really is is they don't know how to give themselves that permission to proceed and tell them that they can do it. So a lot of the clients that I work with, if you say, oh, well, what's your dream job? Or if experience wasn't an issue, if qualifications, things like that, and usually people can tell you, oh, I would love to do this. And I said, okay, well, this day and age, you can make money do any, doing anything. Um, so why not try to pursue it, right? In a realistic way, of course. But but yeah, so the, the elements that Sly was, and you both have been mentioning, I think really, um, you know, kind of domino effect into every aspect of our lives. And I feel that the area that each of the four of us focuses on with the people we work with is a different kind of element of addressing the whole mindset challenge that we all face in some way, shape or form. Yeah, you're, you're right on there. Um, and also, just some of you, I might sometimes mute you if there's background noise. Feel free to unmute yourself if you want to talk again. I'm not trying to shut you up, just trying to, to manage the soundboard. Um, but Elena, to what you what you're saying, I actually had experience along those lines uh, last month. A friend of mine reached out and she was having trouble finding a job. And she was doing the thing most people do, look for a job. They write a cover letter, they send out an application, they go in Indeed, they hit apply, and then they pray. And that's their whole process. Um, and, and there's a job, she said, yeah, the job I really want, but I'm not fully qualified. I got an associate's and I have a bachelor's, um, so I'm kind of, it's kind of a reach. So I'm, gonna, I'm hoping for the best. I'm praying. I said, well, do you know who the decision maker is? And of course, I knew what the answer was. She's like, decision? What's the decision maker? How do I, what? I said, well, that, that, that resume is going to a person. If you're going to get hired, who's the person? Are they looking at it? What are they looking for? Well, how would I know that? You call them. She's like, wait, what? I can call them? And I walked her, you know, I took her to LinkedIn and showed her, you know, you put in the company's name and you search for some people. You pick up the phone and you ask for them and then you you say, hey, because you, know, you don't call them and be like, hey, what's happening with my application? That's going to get a really bad reaction. But I said, you know, you call them and you say, I'd love your advice. Like, your company looks awesome. I would love to work with you guys. I applied for a job and I'm not sure I'm fully qualified. I, like, what's your process? How do you figure it out? Um... She called them. She had a great conversation with someone. They said they'd look at her resume. Um, and she didn't actually get, end up getting a job there, but it opened her eyes to these are just people you can talk to. And she then took that to the next thing she applied for. Uh, and I think it was around the 15th of December we talked, roughly, mid-December. And she should be starting her job next week with with a company that's, like, perfect what she's looking for. But it was the, the realization. And this was, you know, this is coaching I did 15 minutes on Facebook Messenger because I told her something she didn't know. You can talk to these people. They, they're they trying to hire somebody. So they want to have that conversation. And when she realized that, it opened up this whole possibility of, oh, wow, I can actually, like, I'm not just, please, sir, may I have a job? It's It really is, you know, it can be a peer-to-peer communication because both bring value. And so many people are they've been put into the subservient position as an employee, as a, you know, as, as an employee, as a citizen, as a voter, as a whatever, that there's, there's people superior to you that you must, you know, kowtow to. And they forget that, uh, you know, that the U S constitution, um, got rid of, got rid of, uh, uh, aristocracy when we founded the country. And I'm not sure everyone got that message coming into, you know, coming into the 21st century. The, this thing Michael's speaking about, I have a term for that. I call it cubicleitis. 
Or the, or, the, or the deluxe version, if you have the office in the corner, I call it office-itis. Now, in terms, so when someone's, okay, so I, I train to someone, okay, here's what to say, how to say it, here's, you know, how to get people to do what you want, blah, blah, blah. But then they, uh, yeah, cubicle-itis, uh, I take off the eat sex here, yeah. This is like <laughs> the second E, yeah. Cubicle-itis or office-itis, okay? So people, a lot of times, so... Here's where I got this first, just to, to give you a sense of example. So my background, I've been touring internationally, international touring musician, and I've been hired, you know, in five countries, uh, 35 cities and two continents. And I've been touring as an international entertainer, including corporate events. So there I am backstage with the CEO, the boss, the VP, the executives, and most of these people. So you, they look at you, they like the x-ray vision. You don't mess with them. They have presence, charisma, heft, they, the way they carry them, they respect themselves and they inspire respect. So there we are. We're talking, we're having, we're connecting. Good, beautiful. Then I would see them walk towards the stage with a written speech, shaking like this, and I would see them transform into a smaller version. I would see them shrink. I was like, like leaking and bleeding power on their way to the, I was thinking, what's going on here? So, a lot of times, these people are used to projecting. We all have a thing called like an energy bubble. Zach, right? The aura, the auric fields, the energy bubble. So some people can say it's 300 feet wide, 50 feet wide, 12 feet wide, 1 feet, whatever it is. So these people are used to projecting that confidence and magnetic aura about the space, the length of a desk at the office. So they're used to you know, living in that field. Now they go to the stage. And what first thing happens when you step on any stage, there's an auditorium, 300 people, 3,000 people. Your name tag, your imaginary name tag that gives you authority on people, like Michael was saying, you're used to feeling smaller than, well, that all these imaginary name tags disappear. The thing on your door is not there anymore. You're not in an office. You're in the physical moment of a real audience. It's like boxing. Whatever you did yesterday doesn't count. This is live, baby. So, they, so they, they're not used to living bigger and wider in the moment. So, yeah, so just to tie it in. So we have office-itis, which is a thing that people are used to playing in small fields. And then they step on stage, which feels, you know, they're not on, they don't have their own turf advantage. But then we tie it back to Elena who was saying something about it, it's not that they don't know how, it's that they feel that they can't. And when you get to the bottom of I can't, it's that if you got to exert change at the identity level where I'm not a speaker like Michael. I'm not a healer like that. I'm not a bank. I, <laughs> I went on Sally's site. Become the bank. I mean, I've been doing uh, um, copywriting since 2005. And the headline that says, become the bank, sounds pretty good if you ask me. <laughs> so if, you, if someone is sitting, standing in their own skin and their internal belief at the identity level is I'm not whatever it is I'm doing at the moment, it's just not me. Well, whatever, you can give him all the tools, tactics and tricks in the world and the power posing and the breathing and whatever the trick you're putting out, it won't have the same pizzazz spank and torque as someone who feels intimately 
that he or she belongs there because it's uh, tied to their identity. So just a thought about Michael, uh, about the office side is part. There's something when we're changing, when we're changing ourselves to up level, we have to change our identity. We have to change our character. We have to change our personality to actually match what we're trying to become. Or I don't even like the word trying. The person that we're stepping into. Mm -hmm. And when we step into that person, it's that new vibration, that new mindset, that new recognition. So it's a beautiful place to be. And you can become a great leader at that point as well, because that's when you realize that, you know, I am a leader. And I might not think because I have this imposter syndrome that I'm like as good as Sly or as Elena, but I have my own skill and I have my own technique and I have my own way of doing that. So I'm going to create my version of the best self that I can be for other people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot about becoming the person, becoming the person who can do the thing you want to do, which mm -hmm. is, is huge. Um, so, 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 I got oh, something for Zach here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, go, go ahead, and then I want to. Then I want to go to Sally and have her tell us more about uh, what yes. the different banking thing is. Um, but yes. so, Sally, so give you the last word on this topic. I'll skip it. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Um, so, Sally, we, we we alluded to infinite banking as a concept uh, at the beginning, kind of a bit of a teaser. Um, so, I would like to uh, have you jump into. What it really is for those who haven't had the privilege of interviewing a couple different people who do it on their podcast. Uh, so, what is this infinite banking thing, and how do you become your own bank? Oh, do I have to unmute you? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about the boot walker. Uh, it's cold <laughs> here in North Carolina today. Um, becoming your own banker, it has been around for 178 years. I was first introduced to it when I was in college and I took a student, I don't know if it was a drug overdose or an attempt at suicide, I took her to the emergency room and when she got better, she asked me to call her quote unquote handler. Um, the student was the granddaughter of the Mars family, uh, family company. Greg, the handler, gave me a card and he said, get into insurance and find an infinite banking policy. So for 30 years, I've been looking for it. I have found several policies starting at $50,000 a year and they don't even blink. Why I love working for IWS Infinite Wealth Strategies is you can start as low as $500 a month. Usually uh, first year you're at 62%. You can borrow that out, start paying down your highest debt. You get a free mapping session, two maps a year. And if you need three or you need four, you can just schedule them. And it's an individualized plan on how to get out of debt. What one of my clients, her granddaughter is 27 years old, single mother with two kids. She worked at a dollar store in Texas. For her, coming up with $500 was very difficult. We, we were putting money aside for several months, finally started the policy. She's taking the money out. She's paying, paying things off. Her dream is she's going to use the bank to purchase a house in two and a half years. She has an entire goal and can see how she's going to get to that. And she's giving me six more clients just with her starting um, back in November of 2019. So uh, it's, it's for anybody. And unfortunately, if you have a chance, go online and research Bully. Be Bravo, Bravo Oscar Lima Indian or Coley. Uh, Charlie Oscar Lima Indian. Bully is bank-owned life insurance. Banks put uh, $1.3 trillion into these policies every year. Companies do it too to insure people. And you know, MSNBC did an article back in September of 2021. 
80% of Americans have more than $90,000 debt. They have no plan on how to get out of the debt. So exactly what Sly was saying, what Zach was saying, get a plan so you can work on it and get out of debt. And that's what we offer our clients free of charge. And, and so, so one of the things, um, so, so this, this uses a, a customized form of whole life insurance. Correct. A very specialized, sophisticated whole life. Correct. Yep. And, and of course, a lot of people hear that, you know, they probably heard Dave Ramsey talk about whole life insurance. And Actually, Dave about, Ramsey and his wife have three policies, so he's yeah. not telling people the truth anymore. But, but in terms of standard whole life, you know, that's not Correct. the right, that's not what you want. But um, uh, it, so, so it's a special form of that. And and as I understand it, the, the key thing about it is that because of the way it works, you put money in, you take the money out, and it keeps doing the hokey pokey and getting interest on the money that you have now taken out. Correct. Um, for me personally, I started my first policy outside of my company, November 2019, started with $10,000 down, $600 a month. In July, I took a $20,000 loan, bought a piece of property in um, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, bank owned, $20,000. I sold at auction for $64,000. I took all the, the $64,000, so $44,000 profit, put it back into the policy, tax-free, so no 23.8% capital gains. Mm -hmm. And now I'm reusing the money to do um, upset bids and uh, things here in North Carolina right now. I just put in one one upset bid, and I have three more upset bids working at this point. And, uh, you know, I grew my policy from 10,600 November 2019, and now for January with compounded interest rate and the dividends check, I'm, a, I'm at over $64,000 in the policy, and I'm just recycling it over and over again. And, you know, people pay down debt. Um, so many people have never heard of it. That's what I'm trying to do is get the word out to people so they can understand it. Um, it's an easy process, uh, free cash flow analysis, free physical, free mapping session. You can't sleep when you start your policy. You have 30 days, your money back, no harm, no harm feels or anything else. And, you know, I'm helping 70-year-old women Pay down, uh, worried about losing their house to tax liens, and they're telling all their grandchildren. It, it, it's an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you know, sometimes we hear about this, you know, the, and of course a lot of it is is marketing hype. But you know, Correct. rich do things differently than everyone else, Correct. and so they don't pay the same taxes because they have different tools. And this is one of the more accessible because often these tools are, if you own a million dollars in real estate, you can do X, Y, Z. Exactly. Well, I don't own a billion dollars in real estate, so can't do it. But this is one of those tools that's accessible to, um, to to people who have have more moderate incomes. Um, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to, you know, wanted to share your what you're doing um, because you're doing something which is an interesting tool. Um, you know, a lot of people I meet have have techniques and strategies, but you actually have a, a concrete Correct. tool that it, people can just employ. just to give you an idea. We all insure our auto insur have auto insurance on our cars, and we have homeowner insurance on our home. Why not insure the money you're making? So, you know, making an extra three five three point five percent compounded interest rate just makes your money grow higher and higher. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyone else have any <laughs> thoughts or questions about that? I please. I, I I'm willing to answer any questions. Good lord. Okay, now so a few years back. Um, I was in a music store and a guy showed up there with some sort of a Lamborghini or whatever it was, like a sports car. Came out of there, funny guy, joking around. And he told me quickly about an insurance policy thing. And I just went down on my system and I typed here. I, I, I have it here. 
I wrote down whole value life insurance and something about insurance policies for your money. So I, we're in Canada. Does that thing exist here? Is it the same thing? Because I already have this queued in my system for things to do next in my investment strategy section of my system. I do have three Canadian clients. They do have an American bank. The company I write with, Foresters, is based out of Toronto. So it is a Canadian company, but Canadians have better tax laws than we do. So as long as there is a, a Canadian bank, I'm sorry, American bank, we can uh, work with the, work work with people. Three of my two of my clients in Mexico, Americans in Mexico, working. They had to come back to the United States to do the physical because they couldn't guarantee the quality of the physical there. But um, my real estate group, my, my, my one couple, the 38-year-old who retired from the Air Force and his wife, the 34-year-old, they have brought me over seven, uh, over 27 policies since March. And one of the grandsons, a 21-year-old kid working in a grocery store in Killeen, Texas, is going to have enough money to retire at age 50. And he's half Mexican, half American. He's going down to the beach, drink beer on the, on the beach at age 50. He's like, I love this policy. <laughs> Does the physical in include like chin-ups, push-ups, and squats, or? <laughs> uh, height, weight, blood and urine. The nurse actually comes with an EKG and do the EKG right there. Um, I'll be honest, if someone is taking insulin, uh, they would not be insured. I just today had two people I had to follow up with. And they are, cannot get the policy themselves. One, we're doing it on his 41-year-old his sister. And the other one, we're doing it on her 22-year-old son. They lose the death benefit. There's a there's a way to make money off the death benefit too. In year five, you can take a third of the death benefit out and invest it or pay off more debt. But they lose that, but they still have the banking part of it. And you know, I can talk people through this, show them what it will look like, and, because most people, 98% of the people out there have never heard of this. And then I remember the smile on that guy's face. Good <laughs> Lord. Correct. My, my 21-year-old Miguel, don't ask me what Subaru he's buying in three years for cash. He has an exact model he wants. He's going to walk into the dealership, negotiate the best price, and he's going to uh, get the, the money from this policy, pay it off, and then he's going to be a good banker and pay off the policy back into there. And this it's a Subaru with a moonroof. That's all I can tell you what he's, he's going to purchase. He started his policy in May of 2019. He's going to purchase this car in uh, May of 2023. He's got it all written out, knowing exactly what he's getting. So do you do this as a corporation as well? Or does that have to be the human being doing that? What my company, Infinite Wealth Strategies, we do it on an individual. Um, we do have a trust that defers capital gains. If you do put that in, uh, the trust owns the policy. There's no, uh, I don't want to get technical, but the MECLINE modified endowment contract, the federal government says how much you can insure for, that disappears. One of my clients is going from $132,000 death benefit and six years, she's going to have over a $7 million death benefit because she can recycle her money so quickly with her real estate through the policy in the trust. So but do I mean, you have to be in debt to be part of the program? No, no. Oh, um, okay. yeah, um, P, I, helping, I want to help the 80% of America in debt, just to give them an idea. Um, personally, not, not trying to crow, I, I do well with my real estate. I'm not in debt. Um, I, I have one policy outside of my company, one policy on my grown niece. Um, Savannah was t uh, 28 when she did the physical. I'm paying $500 a month for it and using it for investments. 
And in 18 years, I'm giving this policy to Savannah for my great niece, Gianna. Gianna is going to have $146,000 tax free for her, her freshman year, gap year, or do whatever. And then each year after, I have about $12,000 uh, the sophomore year, $13,000 uh, the junior year, and then the senior year, $14,000. Hopefully, with me using it for real estate, I can grow that up for her much faster. But kids going to college right now are, are drowning in, in student loans. I mean, mm -hmm. if people did this before COVID, they wouldn't have to worry about losing their jobs or losing their homes or anything. And it's the banks and the rich know about it. They just won't teach it. Um, I don't want to get conspiracy theorists, but Little Brown Books, uh, the number one uh, bookseller to elementary schools, guess who owns that? Bank of America. There's a reason we don't know this yeah. information. Yeah. And my, my, my question was, is it better to do it as a corporation? Like, is there, like, can the human being do it? And then the, can my corporation do it as well? It's going to depend. Like, I have a very specialized trust okay. that I have it in. So, yes. And I also have two policies outside the trust. So, uh, I, I, it's going to be a very specialized answer for you, if that makes sense. Good. And Michael knows, I've heard this a few times before as well. Yes. Man. And, and I mean, if it's not for you, if you think I don't want to have a life insurance policy, I'm asking people, hey, talk to your sister, talk to your cousin, talk to your mom. You know, other people who might be looking at this. Um, one of my brand new agents, she she signed on on January 3rd. She has just put in 15 policies from January 3rd. What's today? January 7th? This, this week, I've been working with her on her 15 policies. Her entire family thinks she's an, a miracle worker. Hmm. And then, of course, you know, just, just on the basic level of, of life insurance, you know, the, the simple form of it um, that everyone should have. You know, people always ask, you know, who should have life insurance? And I think the answer is living people. Um, Any, anybody you know, should. Living things. Right. One of my clients, I, I, it's a sad story. They started a policy back in November of 2021. He was just killed in a car accident Ooh. December 1st. And his family received $230,000 tax-free to help his wife and two kids that were remaining. I mean, I, I don't wish people to be harmed or hurt or die. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we haven't figured out how to save people just yet that far. Yeah. 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 yeah whenever I see... Um, you know, a GoFundMe for final expenses. Yes. It's, it's, and actually, I, I saw this happen recently. Someone um, who I knew who was, you know, a great connector, had, had helped so many people. One of the people who, when I, um, so so when the pandemic hit, I went from being a local connector, you know, local guy knows a guy, to a global guy knows a guy. And one of the people kind of responsible for that who made a dozen amazing introductions for me that probably led to 60 more. Um, and so I can only imagine what I did for so many other people. This is a, you know, a super connector. I learned about his his death. Unfortunately, he died from COVID uh, last fall. I learned about his death because people were passing around a GoFundMe page. Wow. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, this is his final legacy, is a GoFundMe to pay for his funeral. And, um, and just to give an idea, Prince, or the former artist named Prince, he doesn't have a will. I mean, all his art artistic material is going to be eaten up by court cases. I mean... Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say you're going to die tomorrow, but please take your time and get a will for yourself. Get your time to know what's going to happen to your children. Um, again, my, my friend who unfortunately died, he had a will and he knows exactly how his children are taken care of. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's a horrible time for them, but they have a plan. That that yep. You were saying that, Sly, have a plan or, or make a plan. Uh, 
you need a plan to know where you're going from point A to point B. This this guy that I met at, at the store, he told me, I, I spoke to him for like five minutes, 10 years ago, and I remember it. And he told me that he tells his kids, he has two daughters, and, and he tells them both, you know, uh, whatever the names are, like Joanna and Denise, you two are millionaires. I can't tell you when. But you two are both guaranteed millionaires because one day daddy will die. So you tell them. And how, if in banking, to give you a little bit more, I take a 70% uh, cut in commission, which I'm okay. I, I, I do well in insurance. But with the infinite banking, you get your cash flow analysis and you see, and by year 10 or by year 11, you're making 2% return on investment. Year 11, uh, 3% on investment. By year 15, you're up to 11% in, uh, return on investment. Show me a bank that's paying you 2% uh, return on investment. I mean, year one. So, no. yep. yeah, that no, sounds a great uh, great thing. So, so I'm glad you had, glad you had you on here to, to share that. I, I appreciate you bringing me on, Michael. Thank you. Yep. And of course, here's your website here, sally.liveiws.com. So anyone who's watching who wants to learn more about this and dive dive in more, I can certainly reach out to Sally. There's a lot of information. Go through the tabs because there's a lot of information on that website. All right. Um, so from the very specific and concrete to the not at all concrete, but possibly specific, Zach, <laughs> talk to us about how spirituality is mindset and everything is energy. Well, everything is energy. We are energetic beings having this human experience. And when we recognize that and notice that the way our energy flows within ourselves, within our mind, is exactly what we're attracting in our life. And this is what I love about having this conversation with money because the biggest problem that we're having is a money problem. It's mm -hmm. not, and people are having issues attaining their goals, attaining what they want, like to get out of debt, like we're talking about. And it's because they create these own blocks in their mind, as I call them spells. We create our own spells. I can't do it. I'm never going to make money. No one's going to hire me. And this is all energy and blocks that we put on ourselves. And typically I have people that come to me and say, you know what, Zach, I know you can clear this energy and I have these blocks. And who's putting these blocks on me? And I said, you are. <laughs> right? And this is what people don't understand is that when we speak words and we're constantly speaking and we're feeling it's an energy vibration that we're putting out there. So if we have this mindset that we can't do it or we're not good enough or we have imposter syndrome or no one's going to love me, I'm going to be fat for the rest of my life, I'll never find a job, that same energy is going to trickle back at you. It's like throwing a rock in water and you're going to have that rippling effect coming back to you where well, your thoughts, your words, your visions, your views of yourself, your personality, your character are exactly that of what you're speaking about. So that's why when we look at mindset and spirituality, and I always have this little conversation with people, is it the same? Is it not the same? But when we look at changing our vibrational frequency and clearing all this, what I call the underground world, the ego, I have another word for the ego that I use because when I was getting myself out of the dark, it wasn't like the ego that I was like working with. I was like, that is like a different energy. That's a dark energy that I'm sitting in, right? And the more that I got myself in this place of light and I would have this conversation with myself, I'm like, I'm going to, you know, this is my goal and I'm going to attain this. And I would hear the sound inside and I'm like, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? So my mindset was totally like, you can't have this, but my spirit was saying, you can attain that. So what I would do is I would work on that energy of releasing the energy. And by the time I knew it between 
I was just doing this every day, a mind dump and just affirmations, a mind dump and affirmations. And there was a time where I, I'll never forget this. It was about 21 to 29 days in. And the reason I remember this is because my sister sent me that mind dump thing and I never called it a mind dump. And I said something to myself and it was like, what makes you think you could have that? And automatically this other voice came into my head that said, what makes you think I can't have that? And I, as a human was like, whoa, there's two conversations going on in my mind. And I am literally the observer of this. So that's when I sat back and I thought to myself, what is this? And I heard my mindset is being shifted by the energetic frequency that I'm stepping into. And this just kept on happening to me over and over and over. And when I see clients and they're trying to do this, and I'm like, well, you're going to have to shift your energy if you want to shift your mindset. Because you need to see yourself in that, like, you know, in that first position. Because if you don't see yourself in that first position, you'll never get there. So you have to see yourself. You have to feel yourself. I always tell you, if you can taste yourself being there, like that joy, that that excitement, the unknowingness, and be so thrilled in the unknowingness, you could create anything that you want in life because now you're shifting that energetic vibration and then your mindset starts shifting and then your actions and then your determination, everything starts shifting because now you recognize yourself as I can do it. Nothing will stop me. I'm the only one that could stop myself. And then you start creating these habits. And this is what it is. It's creating that habit of doing the things that felt uncomfortable, but now feel comfortable because you're doing them slowly every day. And all of a sudden your life just changes. And I just learned that when I was coming out of depression years ago, when I had this, this whole thing going on in my head with mindset and spirituality and energy when those two voices came in my head and i was like like so taken back i was like okay energy and mindset they're two separate but they're both working in conjunction with one another and this is what i teach a lot of people and yeah you do have people that put spells and voodoo and witchcraft and candy and all that stuff like that's still out there believe it or not you can believe it or you don't believe it but i've seen it so i do believe it but there's there's this spells that we put on ourselves and this is where i like to help a lot of people is to remove those spells of ourselves and even from childhood all the way up like there's people that get into these marriages because they want to run away from their parents and then again these marriages and they're the vision of their parents and now they're living this relationship this marriage that's exactly like their parents and they're going through this cycle because i deal with a lot of women going through divorce or all this other stuff and you just you see this repeated cycle but when you change that energy you change the vibration change the character the personality you change your life you change your mindset so that's where spiritual mindset comes in for me i love yeah there's so many great concepts you brought up there um but you know it, one thing I found, so my guy knows guy podcast, I interviewed dozens of successful people. So I wanted to basically, I'm like, a lot of people are making money more than me. What are they doing? I want to know what it is. Get on my show. Um, and what I found, so many of them, I was hoping that they'd teach me some strategy. Well, I did this thing and that was it. And over and over and over again, it was a mindset shift. There was a point in their story where they decided to stop failing and stop winning, start winning. And then things happened. And like this was the repeated theme again and again and again and it's you know, people put it different ways whether it is mindset shift or energy change or voodoo or prayer or whatever it's setting intention it's different terms for setting intention and you set that intention and it's is incredible when you do it. you set that intention and a year later like how did i get here all i did was set intention i didn't even notice i was taking actions i was just focused um 
on that. And, and one thing I found is is the power of gratitude too, focusing on appreciating what you have, which then puts you in the mindset of looking at the good things. So you move towards those as opposed to. Uh, I'm actually my ice teach driving, and strategy, especially it's winter. I'm here in Connecticut. We've got like six inches. My snow sympathies. Huh? <laughs> it's freezing in North Carolina. Yep. It's freezing I, in I, Canada too. <laughs> yeah. So, so for all you about to deal with ice, if your car is ever skidding. Look where you want to go, because your instinct is you want to look at the guardrail. And you're like, oh my god, I'm going to hit the guardrail. Well, now you're looking at the guardrail, and your brain hears guardrail. Got it. Locked on. Yeah. It's very hard to not hit the guardrail you're looking at. But if you look at the road, which is hard to do, because you're like, the guardrail's about to hit me. I don't want to look at the road. If you look at the road, your brain will say, okay, make the adjustments. Whatever the back end's doing, skidding out you'll automatically make the adjustments to keep you on the road, and the same thing happens in life. If you look at, as you say, if you're thinking about your parents, how you don't want to be like them, don't be like my parents, don't be like my parents, don't be like my parents. All your subconscious hears is, parents, 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 parents. So, Michael, that's perfect. I've seen a documentary where they, 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 they film squirrels in slow motion, mm -hmm. flying through the air, getting, getting propulsed by some sort of a mechanical device. And the first thing that the squirrel does is it locks the head where it wants to go. And then you see the body adjust so that they fall on their exact yep. same thing. And while Zach was explaining, you want to go from a relationship to move away from the parents thing. I don't know why, but it made me th uh, think about the Bhagavad Gita, which is like the uh, Hindu Bible. Mm -hmm. And then Hinduism, which, which refutes everything about that. But the Bhagavad Gita came from a series of books called the Upanishads, which, which talks about, it's been written more than 5,000 years ago, talks about the wisdom of the ancients. So 5,000 years ago, the ancients already knew that. It was old news. And then Buddhism, by reading that, they said, no, we're going to go opposite to that. But they still use that as a springboard to create another very influential religion. Same thing. So... Whether you're going away from something or, or towards that something that you have in mind is very important. It's always there, just like Michael's thing. Yeah, Zach, I had a similar, somewhat of a similar experience to you um, when I started my, about the kind of hearing two different voices telling you two different things. When I started my business, and I don't know if you know anyone else in this room can maybe relate to this as well, but I knew in my heart I could do what I was setting out to do in achieving my mission and helping the people that I wanted to help. But then when I would go and verbally express that to people, instead of saying, I am a leadership and career coach, I would say, I'm starting a business doing this, or I'm gonna do this, as opposed to making it my current reality in a very definitive way. And I felt very confident. Like I said, I knew in my heart I was capable, I was going to be successful. But for some reason, that external confidence and physically verbalizing it, it, it was like I was doing something wrong or saying something that wasn't true. And it was, it was really hard for me to kind of become aware of that challenge. And I think a lot of the things that you were just mentioning about, um, you know, the issues that people have and how you think about, like, going back to the parents example and things like that. A lot of people just so are not aware of what those limiting beliefs are. 
and I also have a coach and he was the one that really opened my eyes to the fact that I think we all have the limiting beliefs to some extent, um, whether we recognize that they're there and how they're playing an active part in our lives or not. And it really has been crazy how much more growth and outward confidence I have gained and in turn better serving my clients because of that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, you know, really exponential. I've really experienced exponential growth, um, you know, as I'm sure again, you all have in your businesses as well. And um, yeah, and just kind of knowing, knowing what the truth is and not listening to that part of it that's challenging you and telling mm -hmm. you can't. I started with a coach in April of 2021 and her comment was write down your number one goal a hundred times in the morning and a hundred times in the evening. I'm like, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> I started doing it. And in August, uh, my real estate group had a thing down in Cabo San Luca and my roommate's like, what are you doing? And I'm like writing my, my goal for you know what, what I'm dealing with. And she's like, what if, what if I start doing it? Both of us hit our goals before December 31st of uh, 2021. And I think just concentrating on what you want, what you think you can accomplish. I, why, why wasn't I taught this in eighth grade? Why wasn't I taught this in sixth grade? You know, the, Because the, you know who owns the books. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Maybe yep. I should do that too. Yeah. And I mean, it, it sounds repetitive, but you're, you're concentrating, writing a hundred times on whatever your personal goal was. I had a very specific goal and no, no offense, uh, Elena, I told my CEO, this is how many policies I'm going to have by December 31st. He goes, why not? I'm like, it's a huge number. And I, 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 I reached that number. So yeah, I, what, awesome. what do they call it? A hairy, a hairy something goal? Oh, big, hairy audacious big, goal? Big, big hairy audacious goal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, every time you're writing that down, Sally, what you were doing is that you were changing the energetic frequency because when you write things and you see things, we actually change the vibration of our body. And that's why writing it down is actually better than typing it. So yes. I tell a lot of people, don't even use a pen, put it in pencil because that brings you back to the ancient times. So when you're doing it in pencil, you're bringing yourself back to, to where you're really... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Where you've come from, because that's an old, it's like when we're doing things, don't use a lighter, we use a match, right? That's like an ancient thing. So every time you wrote that, you were changing the vibrational frequency of your body by aligning your mind and your spirit together because your mind was saying, I could get this goal. And now your spirit's rising up that energy to say, oh yeah, we're definitely gonna get this goal. We're definitely gonna create this. So you, you brought a path to you, you created a pathway to you for that goal to come towards you. And that's a beautiful thing. The more we repeat it, that's why that's why they say meditation is important in the morning and to set up your day because now you're visualizing your day through your meditation. You're seeing whether it could be bumps across the road and then you, you become more confident and say, oh, I was expecting that, you know? And then you're able to navigate through it much easier. And there's times where, you know, I did a meditation the other day to have a conversation with someone on the phone. I'm like, oh, when I get on the phone, I'm going to ask them about the stock. My stock is doing so good, man. Blah, blah, blah. I was having this conversation with myself and I got on the phone and the conversation to go anything that I wanted to go. But then I'm like, where was my energy blocked? Because this is what I intended to do. So it was, it's one of those things. The more that we write, the more that we get repetitive within ourselves our spirit starts to recognize it because now your energy is shifting. It's happier. It's starting to believe it. 
and then it goes from that point on. But gratitude, like you said, Michael, even being grateful for the things that you haven't manifested yet, that you're waiting for to say, I'm so grateful for that million bucks. I'm so grateful for those 50 new clients that are coming in. You start bringing that towards you. It's, it's kind of crazy and magical at the same time. Yep. Well, I love what Elena said um, about the, you know, about saying in the present tense, you know, when I was early in my connecting life, you know, I moved to Groton, Connecticut, knowing no one, and I'd be at an event and I'd tell people, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a connector. Who are you looking for? How can I help you? And I, I knew 12 people in the county at the time. But by doing that, it not only set the energy, but also when someone says, I'm looking to meet this kind of person, now I'm like, well, let me go find them for you. And so now I could go out, and it was very practical. You know, I think, like, hey, I'm looking for that. Do you know this person? Do you know this person? Do you know this person? And someone would say, oh, yeah, I do. And they'd help out. And now, like, I literally was a connector, even though I didn't have the connections. Um, it, it made it, it literally made it real, not just in an energetic way, but in a, an actual way, stepping up and doing it. And, and Sly, I saw your pen up. Well, I was thinking about Zach, and I'm still framing everything I'm trying to do here to help the morning motivation guy. You get, <laughs> I, well, I imagine the people, they get emails or something. So these people are intuitive. They, they know you win the morning, you win the day. They know that. So we had Zach here in the house a few years back. I don't know when. She was uh, going through a rough time. Maybe somebody's going through a rough time. And she had somehow the wherewithal or the internal power to realize, oh, there's a voice in my head saying something mean and there's another voice in my head something saying something good so who the beep am i if i hear these voices and none of them is me so at one point if you're only identifying with one or the other you always screwed because that way you never can be free inside yourself so we can free your finances with infinite banking and life insurance you can you wait but internally at one point or another you need to realize if you're sitting in meditation or you're doing your morning walk, wherever you're doing, you realize, okay, I'm not that bad feeling. That's number one. Then at some point, people say, okay, now I feel good. Now you want to go deeper, you say, okay, well, I'm not that good feeling as well. Because you're not also the positive. If you're not the negative, you're not the positive. So what you are, is one, you just have to realize, okay, I am the thing that is aware that this thing is happening inside of me. So then you... It gives you detachment, internal detachment. So now you have leverage over yourself. Not financial leverage, but it can help. So you got leverage inside yourself against your own thoughts. And then after some meditation and some working out internally or, or working in, you realize I am the thing that is aware that it is aware. And at one point, when you realize internally that you are not a person per se, or not a thing, you're not your name or your family history, you are more a what. More a what than an ooh. And that what is the light of awareness itself that shines the light from inside for which you, you the projector. So you're the light behind the projector. So whatever you see, you're not what's being projected. You're the light itself that projects it. And when you can go back inside yourself in layers and identify with that, well, then your morning motivation becomes allowing the forces of life to manifest what they or it wants to manifest through your physical incarnation right here and right now. And you access deeper levels of power within yourself or within your industry. And then you can start to make things happen. Like Michael's saying, I move on to a new state, a new county, a new place. I know my wife and I know me. 
I know inside me I, there are thoughts and feelings, and I know I can see past that. I'm the connector guy. How can I help you? Who do you want to know? That straightforwardness, that confidence in the eyes and in the handshake gets transmitted through the energy lines or the wires or whatever the people are scanning for when they meet you. And when they see that, connect with that, and hear that, they say, I can trust that guy, I can trust that person, and I want to do business with them. So internal freedom can lead to external freedom a lot more than sometimes external freedom can lead to internal freedom because we all know millionaires who are, you know, feel bad inside. So, so that, that was a fantastic summer. We're actually coming to the top of the hour. We have filled an hour. I know it felt like about 10 minutes. That was easy. But, but that was a whole hour. Um, so I'm going to go around have you each share a quick, like, 30-second parting thoughts. Um, feel free to say your website out loud because this is going out in audio on my podcast feed as well. Um, so whatever uh, final thought you want to share, and it can be self-promotional as well. So we're going to start with um, Zach because you you came up big on the screen first. Awesome. My final thought is just be you at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, when you take care of you, everything around you shifts and changes. And really, no one really cares. Really, no one cares. Everyone has their own problem. And if you constantly are finding yourself thinking about something that is putting a damper to your day and you're wondering what it is, the best way that I've dealt with that is just saying, that's not a me problem, that's a you problem. <laughs> and the more that I allowed that to happen, uh, magical things happened after that, clearing my energy frequency. So you can reach me at ZachLeonis.com and join our book club because that's what we're doing as well next. So thank you so much for, thank you so much to everyone here. This has been a great discussion and thank you so much for connecting us here today, Michael. All right, thank you for joining us. Uh, next up is Sally. First off, Michael, what an amazing group. I can't believe an hour went by so fast. <laughs> I want to leave this with um, your get podcast guests or your uh, morning motivations or guy who knows a guy. Infinite banking is a new concept. Don't think you don't, you know, if you don't understand it, completely understandable. I'm here to help y'all. My website, sally.com. Uh, sally.liveiws.com or to reach out to me for email sally.gi m as in mary o n as in nancy at liveiws.com I'm here to help y'all I enjoy talking to Zach, Sly, and Elena and Michael thank you for doing this thank you and next we have Sly yes sir by the way Michael I can do this every week if you like <laughs> having a blast this is totally and not really it's cool i mean this is really amazing now i'd like to speak to john in the morning uh, motivation crew or anyone in the guy who knows a guy crew if you have to go on stage or on camera or on video or on tv or in the news and you need to prepare for any type of event i have a free checklist you can use to prepare there's 17 items on there and if you can honestly check all 17 you will have what i call rock star levels of confidence for anything from a zoom call to carnegie hall but the trick is if you can check the first one you're 80 percent of the way there in one second wow. depending on when you watch this you can go to rockstarpresencesecrets.com or nextlevelpublicspeaking.com to get it for free thanks again all right thank you and elena I definitely learned a lot today from all of the great um, other speakers here. So thank you for joining us together in such a dynamic way. 
And my piece of advice, I guess, would be to believe that you can be unstuck in situations where you think that there's no other option. Um, like I said, most of my clients, I feel like they need someone to give them permission or tell them it's okay. So this is me telling you, you can do it and create a realistic journey in order to attain that career or other professional leadership goal. And your website? Oh yeah, it's elenapastory.com. That's Elena with an E. All right, awesome. And so thank you all for being a part of this. And wait, let me bring the right person up here. Yes, I'm the right person. I'm the host. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you all for being on the show. This has been fantastic. Um, for all the guests, you are welcome to, to uh, it's kind of like a ride. You can now get back in line and then you'll cycle back through again. So this isn't like a typical podcast where people are up once and never seen again. Um, I kind of want to build a community of people who, who we see regularly um, on a regular basis. So it's been great having all of you here. It's been so much fun. And thank you all for being a part of it. Thank you, Michael. I thank hope you all have a good day, too. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. This has been the Power Lunch Live podcast hosted by me, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. To watch live, join the Morning Motivation Podcast Facebook group and tune in Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Think you'd be a good addition to the Power Lunch group? Apply at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash powerlunch. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com that's jv-connect.com december 12th and 13th 2023 we'll see you there